0: This week, we are focusing on disruptive behaviors, um, various disorders, um, ADHD we've talked about, uh, oppositional defiant disorder, Mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about conduct disorder. We're talking about different conditions, and tomorrow we're going to talk about disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, but we're talking about um, conditions and situations wherein children display uh, very challenging outbursts, um, sometimes rages, sometimes... Mm -hmm. um, Uh, serious, disruptive behaviors um, in different contexts. And um, we're focusing on two sets of behaviors. One Mm -hmm. is um, related to intentionality, intentionality versus uh, dysregulation, Um, and so we'll be talking about that. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other is, um, you know, the other thing that differentiates some of these things is Mm -hmm. the frequency, intensity, and duration of these outbursts.
1: Right. And um, I just had a wonderful thought that we'll have to put into my workshops from now on about mm-hmm. stuff you were just saying, about the intentionality part. Mm-hmm. Just because it's intentional doesn't mean it needs to be punished in some way. Right, okay, that, sure. I was just thinking about that, that don't don't think of intentionality as, oh, I punish this, but I don't punish right. this. Right. That's not, you, there's interventions for all mm-hmm. of these things, whether they're intentional or not. Right. So intentional doesn't necessarily make it worse. Right. It's just a different kind of Absolutely. intervention. Absolutely. Um, so, so today we're going to talk about the, the one that is worrisome. Right. And that is conduct disorder. Right. And uh, yesterday we talked about children who have a diagnosis of oppositional defiant disorder and um, usually that appears fairly early. Yeah. Probably preschool years. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, goes into elementary school and what we want to be careful of is that, that the oppositional defiant disorder behaviors don't get worse. Right. Don't become more malignant. Right. Speaking of malignant, um, when we were doing the field trials for DSM four, mm-hmm. which would have been in the nineteen early nineteen nineties, mm-hmm. uh, we were uh, we were. I was at the University of Georgia, and we were involved in that. And the head of that study group for mm-hmm. the disruptive behavior disorders came in and said, "We're finding." Uh, kind of a malignant type of ADHD, didn't mm-hmm. know what to call it, and I mean, that became the conduct disorder, right? right. Okay, and, and he referred to it as a malignant type of ADHD. Mm-hmm. It was more than ADHD, right. and Russ Barkley and Ben Leahy were the two people who mm-hmm. said there, there's this group that's appearing that we don't really have a name for right. And the word he used was malignant, and I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, and that's really an, an apt description right. for this group mm-hmm. compared to all the others. Is that the persistent pattern here is a violation of the rights of others, right. and that's what makes this one a little bit different right. from the others—a little more right. severe, a little more significant.
0: Right. So, whereas oppositional defiant disorder kids are typically engaging in those behaviors um, to meet some immediate need right. or something that to they want to avoid want, a punishment, or to avoid something. Yeah. Um, with conduct disorder, we're talking about a persistent pattern of behaviors wherein the 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 child or the individual. Is um, violating and um, trampling on the rights and, and properties and privileges of other people. That's right. They're they're violating the rights of others and they're violating
1: social norms right. or, or laws or rules. Okay? Right. So, it's this violation that, right. that, that, that uh, distinguishes this one.
0: Right. And, and as you were suggesting uh, from that uh, work study group in the early 90s uh, getting ready for the DSM-IV um, and what we talked about over the last couple of days with ADHD and mm-hmm. oppositional defiant disorder, there's a lot of overlap between the behaviors right. Representing these different conditions, right. um, you know whether a kid doesn't follow directions because he's choosing to, or he doesn't follow directions because he's impulsive and he's just wanting to, you know, right. um, act. You know, he's acting without really thinking about mm-hmm. the consequences. Right. It's left to interpretation. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's exactly. right, going to be interpreted by the adult that's that's seeing that or having a problem with the behavior. I suppose.
1: Well, we run into that in our own home. In my home, um, my wife is from the the deep south. I mean, mm-hmm. she was raised in the deep south. And her idea of violation of rules and violation of mm-hmm. norms is very different than mm-hmm. mine because I grew up in the north and It's just different is your cultural regional differences
0: And you northerners you just let kids run around and do whatever you want yeah, they We let them
1: run around naked and do whatever they want, right? See? And so no it, it, it is a very different culture. Yeah. We don't say yes You know you have to come to the south to hear yes ma'am and yes, sir You mm-hmm. know which is something we don't do up in the north. Yeah and you're not raised that way and the use of language profanity is defined very differently here than it is in the north okay mm-hmm. and so you have all these differences and you're right uh, it's in the eye of the beholder right and so you have to keep that in mind as right. you as you're looking at these things because again there's no lab test for any of this mm-hmm. stuff there's no there's no eeg that'll differentiate right. oppositional behavior from Conduct Disorder. Right. right. Okay.
0: So, so, with Conduct Disorder, as we said, uh, we're talking about a persistent pattern of behavior uh, where the person violates the rights of others. Right. Um, and they do so in a, in a number of ways. Um, they're, they're, they tend to be aggressive, vindictive. Uh, we talked about vindictiveness right. with Oppositional Defiant Disorder, but these kids c- tend to take it to the next they level. They
1: take it to another level. Um, and right. so,
0: we may have, you know, serious behavioral issues, serious um, vindictive behaviors like fire setting or, you know, destruct, destroying somebody's property right. or right. Um, vandalism of different sorts. Right. And yeah. so, um, we're again, we're kind of taking this to the um, right. uh, adolescent version of yeah. um, oppositional behaviors.
1: Yeah. With oppositional defiant, we, we saw that those kids are angry and irritable. They're argumentative. They're vindictive. The kids who have conduct disorder, I think that Two main things are: they're much more aggressive, mm-hmm. and they're aggressive in a predatory way. Right. These are kids who bully others. These mm-hmm. are kids who prey on others. These are kids who really make life difficult. For mm-hmm. Can make life difficult for right. other people. The other thing they do is they destroy things. Right. They destroy property. We right. we always hear about fire setting. You know, one of the one of the uh, one of the first things you learn in our business is, well, if he's if he's setting fires and killing animals. <laughs> right. That's because those are conduct disorders, mm-hmm. okay. And and so yeah, it is more serious. But um, destruction of property, mm-hmm. either by setting fires or just destroying things, and mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a fire. Right. It can right. be. It can be non-fires. It can be anything, uh, just breaking stuff. But again, intentionality. Right. It ADHD kids break things because they're careless. Mm-hmm. Kids with conduct disorder break things because they're vindictive. Right. Because they're 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 uh, predatory. Right. Okay. And then the third thing is the deception, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they lie and, um, and they steal and they lie and they sneak around mm-hmm. doing things, okay? Right. So there's a lot more deception mm-hmm. with these kids. Um, and it leads to, frequently, leads to illegal behaviors, right. um, such as theft and shoplifting right. and that sort of thing.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, many times when you, when you talk with kids who have conduct disorder, there's no remorse, there's no, no um, you know, apology really. Mm-hmm. I, if there is, the apology is, is extremely superficial and it is there solely to avoid trouble mm-hmm. so that right. they would then likely to engage in that mm-hmm. behavior again. And you you get the feeling that
1: what they're apologizing for is getting caught. Right. You know, that, right. That, that's, oh, I'm sorry I did it, you know, and, and then to avoid punishment. Right. You know, there, there's contrition to right. avoid punishment. Right.
0: And, and again, if we're differentiating Differentiating this from ADHD, mm-hmm. y- you know, certainly the ADHD uh, ADHD children have been in trouble for shoplifting, right. but it's one of those um, You know, I've, I've talked to a number of these kids and mm-hmm. it's like, you know They're holding something and they see something else that they want So, oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna put this in my pocket and go <laughs> I'll over pay that. for it when I get um, there. Right. right, and so it's not a uh, And then when they get there, of course, they forget that it's right. in their pocket and mm-hmm. um, so The intentionality isn't there for right. ADHD. It is there um, as a very um, deliberate deceit um, for kids with conduct disorder. Right. Right.
1: And if you're, and again, there's um, um, child onset, Mm -hmm. so the um, behaviors can appear early Mm -hmm. in life, or adolescent onset. And many of these kids, they do okay um, through elementary school, Mm -hmm. and then they get to those, just those early post pubertal Mm -hmm. years, the early years of teens. And they just the wheels just seem to fall off. You know, right. these are the these are the twenty percent. You know, it, we talk about how difficult adolescence is. It is for twenty percent of kids. Eighty yeah. percent of us get through adolescence with a few bumps and bruises. Right. But most of us get through it okay, and we graduate and do. it's really difficult for twenty. And, and this is the group that it's really difficult right. for.
0: Right. And, and and in differentiating, you know, those from with a childhood onset versus mm-hmm. those with the adolescent onset. Despite the frustration of it, those with adolescent onset tend to fare better. Um, Their prognosis is much better because it it comes a little bit later and they tend to work through those issues and Mm -hmm. they return to more healthy, uh, appropriate um, reactions and behaviors. Those with the, the childhood onset Because of, you know, anytime you're talking about something that's more chronic, Mm -hmm. something that's lasting longer, we're talking about more um, serious concerns. And so if there's a childhood onset, and especially if it goes untreated and um, isn't managed, um, then you're talking about a a more concerning prognosis. That's right. And when you have these
1: kindergarten kids who who Mm -hmm. do these sorts of things, who who breaking rules mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. show no fear. Right. Um, they're not no afraid of the teachers. Curse
0: out it. teachers and right. They go stuff. to the principal's office
1: mm-hmm. and tell her to go fly a kite. Um,
0: I was worried what you were saying. <laughs> <because> <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got me. You got me. Good job. I've learned. <laughs> I used to
1: do that sort of stuff, right? <laughs> I know. We'd finish and he'd say, "You know, you mentioned it." Too.
0: I gotta edit, but now it's okay. I don't have to.
1: So, so, even I can learn, right? <laughs> Man. Old dogs and new tricks. I was going to say it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know what you're thinking. Um, I forgot what I was thinking. Um, but with the, the early, early onset yeah. is, is troublesome because if a child, and, but we don't know. The other thing is is I can't tell you in in a particular five-year-old whether that child is going to be socialized mm-hmm. gradually through the first two or three years of school. Right. Or whether it's going to persist. Right. What we do know is that by the end of third grade, by mm-hmm. the time a child is about eight, if they're still displaying these kind of behaviors it's pr- we're probably looking at a chronic condition. Right. Okay, Most kids get socialized by the end of third grade. Mm-hmm. Those who don't we're probably looking at something more chronic. Right. Right. But at age five, I can't tell you right. where it's going to where it's going to end up. Right. We, d- we just have to do as much as we can, mm-hmm. and teachers are very good at doing as much as they can. Right. I mean, when you think of of teachers taking all these kids in at age five, and by the end of third grade, most of them are doing just fine. Right. You know, that yeah. that's pretty impressive work.
0: It is, and um, and so you know, as we're thinking about again these differentiations with oppositional defiant disorder and common disorder. We tend to see these behaviors um, based through intent. Uh, right. There's a deliberateness to mm-hmm. their behaviors, mm-hmm. um, and the when we talk about frequency, duration, and intensity, right. um, the intensity, the the intensity, frequency, and duration is going to be dependent upon um, how quickly they get what they want. Right. Um, you right. know, I- if they, I- you know, if they have a a a plan to you know get back at somebody mm-hmm. who they feel has done them wrong. You know, this may be a, quote unquote, duration right. that lasts days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not be chronically irritable. They may not even show signs right. that That's they're right. planning for those days. But it, it can um, last days and, you know, when you talk to them, well, why did you do that? Well, last week he said this <laughs> to me and so, you know, I had to get him um, get, get back for that. Right. Um, so. The duration and intensity and frequency are going to be dependent upon what it is they're trying to achieve, right. um, and it's going to meet those needs, meet mm-hmm. that um, goal, mm-hmm. and then it'll be gone, um, and then you know you are getting ready for one. the next one. Right.
1: But you see the intentionality, right? And, and that's that's the I think the hallmark of these is there's an intentionality. Right. Later on, we refer to it as sociopathy. Right. Okay, that these these are the sociopaths. Well, not. All kids with conduct disorder move on right, to that right.
0: A small percentage, but
1: some do. They yeah. you know, just like some kids with ODD progress to CD. Some kids with conduct disorder progress to uh, antisocial uh, personality disorder. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not uh, deterministic. Right. Right. It, uh, we have to do the best we can. Right. And right. Uh, hope that we can yank them out of the fire right. before it gets too bad. Um, so we talked about child and child onset, adolescent onset. Um, that's important. Also, when we talk about deception, uh, truancy mm-hmm. is a form of deception. Mm-hmm. So these kids are frequently truant, and mm-hmm. so deception can take many forms. Right. But just be, but make sure that when you think of conduct disorder, these are much more serious. Right. Uh, charge oh, said the word charge. Charges. More serious charges. They're more serious uh, implications with right. conduct disorder, but it's aggression, deception, and deceit mm-hmm. that we want to keep an eye on but they're in severe form, and they violate the rights of others, and they bring themselves to the attention right. of, of even legal authorities right. because they're doing things that, that are violating uh, not only social norms but uh, laws.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, why we're going to shift gears a little bit to our last disorder in this series, and it's disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. It's a brand-new diagnosis from 2013 with the release of the DSM-5, um, and so we will dig into that one tomorrow.
1: But here you see... When disruptive mood, okay, mm-hmm. we're moving into a little different area of dysregulation, right. Rather than intentionality, right. So again, we want to make these distinctions. Just,
0: that was spoiler alert. That was uh, that was going to be the surprise tomorrow. That's all right. It's fine. We'll have some other surprises for you tomorrow when we talk about disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. So, until next <laughs> what? Until next time. Stay happy. I can
1: withstand all this criticism. No, I can withstand most of it.
0: Oh, good job. (laughs) Quit whining. (laughs) You're going to make me edit. All right, until (laughs) next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.